This is The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Listen to The Business of Life on demand by subscribing and downloading it wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode... People talk about endorphins all the time, but your happy chemicals rise, your serotonins, it rises. Exercise helps that to to just lift you up. Your anxiety diminishes, your low-grade depression diminishes. You, You want to eat better. Your body prompts you, and if you really listen to it, it doesn't want french fries. It wants like... A big bowl of, you know, vegetable stew or or a nice chicken dinner or your body will prompt you. All coming up with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson. Happy New Year. Oh my gosh, 2019. I remember trying to calculate how old I was going to be in the year 2000. Because 2000 seemed like space odyssey. And I just remember doing the calculation going, I'm going to be blankety blank years old. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I remember walking in the North Hill Mall, for those oh, of you who live in Calgary, and they had this early, early stage. I think I was 16 or 17 years old. I would have been in my teens and walking in the mall and they had this computer set up where you could go in like it was probably it was probably like really early computing days. It was like and the magic of it was that you could put in your age and it would tell you when you'd be able to retire. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, it was the year 2022 because I'd be 65 years old. You got three years to go. So I got three years left to go and I'll be 20, I'll be 65 years old which holy smokes that just sounds like impossible and I remember thinking back then that is forever 2022 well here we are 2019 it's like an amazing opportunity people always think about New Year's as a time to kind of reinvent themselves what do you think of that I mean I really like it I feel like every day for me is New Year's I because come on, I really do. You, I, we can't be that optimistic all I, the time. Every day is you know not what? New Year's for I you. I actually had a partner that said to me, "Do you know how hard it is to be around your optimism?" Yeah, but you're not. Every day no, is but not I mean, New Year's for you. But every day is kind of like New Year's to me. Do you Arlene, do fireworks every day. I, I feel. And I am a really, really optimistic person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get down once in a while. I don't stay down for very long. My mom used to say to me, you'd be happy with an apple box. <laughs> That's the kind of kid you were. And I know what she means now when you're when you're 15. You're like, what the hell are you talking about? You would be happy with an apple box. And I was always like that. It is my genetic disposition to kind of be like yeah. that. But I think it is an opportunity to reboot, rethink, renew. I don't know why we all need a date in order to reset ourselves because... We just do. Human beings do better with a date to reset yourself. I've never been one for resolutions. I don't know if you are. I mean, I've never said, I'm losing 12 pounds this year. I'm going to stop smoking this year. I'm going to, I've always done those kinds of things. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is. I just do them if the thought strikes me. But it is important for people to, I think, decide on changes, don't you? Yeah. well, okay. I'm actually curious about this, and I hope that our listeners will go go to our Twitter feed, which is the business of life. It's it's the business of L1 when you uh, actually get to the Twitter handle, but just type in the business of life. And, and tell us what you think about New Year's resolutions. I'd be curious what everybody thinks, but I'll tell you what I, what I think. What are yours? I don't, you know, I used to do them years ago, and I don't anymore. And I, this year, this year in January, 
I I don't know what hit me, but I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm I I I got to get back on my weight loss regime. I've got to get back to a lifestyle that's healthier for me. And it just so happened that it was in January that I had that thought. So I started on my health regime January second, which is they tell you never to do that. But it wasn't a New Year's <laughs> resolution. It was simply I was fed up. <laughs> I'd had you know too much to eat over the holidays, and I just thought, ah, I got to get going. And so. I only, it was only in hindsight. I was actually talking to my trainer about this the other day. He says, oh, I hate it when people say, you know, they're going to do something at New Year's because they rarely carry on with it because it's, it's a moment in time and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I looked at him and I said, well, you, you realize that we started January 2nd on this journey, which is almost a year ago. And he says, yeah. He said, I hadn't thought about that. He says, because you didn't make it about a resolution. You just said you wanted to get going and start working out. And, and how uh, fast did that year go by? so fast, so fast. But so I don't do resolutions anymore because I think they're you know, a little bit of fooey. Like there's no, but a lot of people do need that set point. A do lot they? of people like, do need. Or a they day. tell themselves. Well, they you do. know, I've 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 met many many people over the years that uh, I'm going to stop smoking on May the third. I mean, they just pick these random dates, but they have something. The dates are important to them. It may not make sense to me, mm-hmm. but on the 17th of February, I'm going to I'm putting out a cigarette, and they actually have. It's been proven that there's quite a bit of success with people that do set dates for themselves really Um, yeah so there's something psychological i think that happens with the human psyche yeah it's a goal or it's a time or it's it it just gives them this finite thing to to shoot for um i'm like i said many times i'm not i'm not that kind of goal oriented person but i don't think i've ever had a new year's resolution in my life but i also do believe in in making changes and if new year's is going to help you start on a healthier path I highly recommend doing it. People are always talking about the wasted gym passes and gym memberships yes. that people take out. I'm going to spend $120 a year and I'm going to go. And they, and they never show up. Yeah. So I think all these fitness places make a killing after Christmas. They've got all these gym memberships that never, ever get used. Well, my this year, I mean, I don't, I, I, I think the year's just pass so quickly as you get older it just goes and so to think it's 2019 just boggles my mind I don't have I just bought myself a Peloton bike and Peloton if you're interested in sponsoring our show um, we could use a sponsor please call please call Caitlin uh, is available for (laughs) any kind of uh, Adam will also take your calls and we will actually do our show sitting on the Peloton bikes yes we will we will we will pedal as we speak to you yes and and perhaps even drink a McDonald's shake. No, we so, will. Yes, we will. Those do not go together. Yes, they do. You're you're wrong, Arlene. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, I got myself this Peloton bike, and I've I, I've been working out on it. I'm not going to ask how much it is. I want to, but um, it was by by Can the I time guess? four thousand. Yeah. No, it was less than that. Okay. By the time all taxes in and delivered and set up, it was $3,000. It was still a lot of money. Oh, my Lord. But if heaven. I think about the money I was spending on, you know, going out and classes and everything else that I was doing, and I actually wasn't doing a lot. I wasn't doing spinning classes, but I would do a lot of stuff. Like I'd spend money on, okay, who am I kidding? I didn't spend that much money, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to justify it. I did well, no, not. But the I, travel, <laughs> it's something you can do in your house. Hey, listen, if I you, love if you it. can I love take it. the steps away, I love it. how many people have to put their stuff in their car and drive to the thing and yes. get into the gym and go it's to the right locker? Your I'll tell you what, it's in your house. And I am but, a fan of that. If you have something in your house that you can do, damn it, you're going to have more success. You really are. Okay, so that was going to be my point. So... 
it's in my house. Yeah. I've spent $3,000 on this bike. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic piece of equipment. You know, the screen's there. You can work out with it whatever trainer you want, whatever can you like look at, program you want. Can you look you at want. my music videos? Oh, my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> We're going to put the, the Jan show and under new management will be soon your entertainment. You can't watch, though. It's all about you're, you're following an instructor. No, that's great. And, and I sat there this morning. I literally got it on Saturday. On, you know, Monday and Tuesday, I, I, um, I was... <laughs> Pedaling? <laughs> no. Why? So this morning, I'm laying in bed. It is 6.30. Yeah. I'm usually up by then, but I, 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 I was really tired last night. So I this morning, I'm laying in bed, and I'm thinking, I don't want to do it. I want to do it. I don't want to do it. I, I should but do it. But this is the I thing. I can't do it. I, I, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it, I'll do it later. The if bartering I, if system. I, if, I, the bar, I, I, if I just, okay, I'm going to sleep in just another 10 minutes, and, and then, then I can do it tonight. I'll do it tonight. And then I think, no, no, I can't do it tonight because I'm traveling. Oh, no, I don't want to get up. Like, I'm so tired, that extra 10 minutes. And then I get on my phone, and I start looking at Twitter and, and all my social feeds, and I get engaged in that, and then another five minutes has passed, and, and then I'm telling myself again. So did you do the bike today. I did. I, okay. I did. I, God. I got up. I jumped up. I put on my, if I don't put on my exercise clothes, first things I'm done. So I put on my clothes and I got and did, I did 45 minutes on the bike and I felt amazing. And that's kind of what New Year's resolutions are for me. Like this, this notion that if you just push yourself to do it, you know, you're going to feel better. You know, you're going to barter every day, right? Every day I barter and every day. So what part of our brains wins? And I think this is what people really want to know, because I'm going to say there's a good majority of people more, more so on, on the percentage side of it. There's 80% of people that lose that argument, Arlene. Mm-hmm. So there they are laying in bed, 630. You know, the kids need breakfast, got to get them off to school. They've got to be at work by nine. They can they can do the bike for half an hour if they get going right now, but they do that barter thing. And then when they get home, so now they've bartered to do it when they get home from work. It's 5.30, dinner needs to be put on the table, yeah, the phone's tired. ringing, uh, your partner comes through the door. So a day is lost, and I think people find themselves in that quandary where all of a sudden that day turns into two weeks, turns into four mm-hmm. months. Pretty soon there's a shirt hanging on the handle of the Peloton mm-hmm. bike. Um, you've so, gained you've gained weight, yeah. and it becomes even more of a hurdle in your mind to oh no, I've, I've got so much to lose; it's not worth starting, right? So this is what this is the come to Jesus moment that you have to have with yourself, and it's I don't know how you got past that moment of bartering where the good side of you won, but I think you just have to you know, really be vigilant with yourself and get on the bike. And I think a lot of people are daunted by you know that forty five minute thing or whatever. Do 10 minutes. If mm-hmm. you've got five minutes to do it, and I have this conversation with people a lot, I don't have the time. Do you have five minutes? Take your phone on the bike. Yeah. If you can, no, seriously, like I, if that's your thing, but I got this and that to do emails, and I, if you're, if you're caught on social media, you know, some people spend six hours a day on there, seven hours a day on, on social media. <laughs> My trainer. Take it onto your bike. Yeah. Like get on the I bike and that. pedal and look. I know, but I'm still saying you can't. At least it's yeah. something. My trainer always, I always used to say to him, like, I'd ask him how many days a week should I work out? And he would ask me, how many days a week do you eat? (laughs) (laughs) And he says, if you're eating every day, you should work out at least in some form, whether it's a walk or something every day. All I know is that 10 minutes is better than nothing. And you know how I got up uh, this morning, how I actually got myself up? Uh Uh-uh. Want to know? Yeah. It's a a tried and true um, thing that will work for every single person listening. You wanted I, to have I had, a good lunch. No, I had to go pee. 
Oh. <laughs> so it caught me out of bed. <laughs> yeah. And just tell yourself, oh, maybe I need to go pee, get out of bed, go do that. And now you're up and now you got to get going. So there's there's the tip of the day. Well, I've had so many people say to me, and, and, and your trainer would probably disagree with this. He'd probably say, disengage from everything. Just get on the bike, do the bike, look at your program. And that's great if you've got a trainer on that screen. But for most of us that don't have a trainer on the Peloton bike screen, I I bring my iPad and I watch a show. And I know that may seem like cheating, but I'll tell you what, it got me through that first year. It got me through that first year. So the the whole idea of what is it that can get us out of bed and get going is kind of tied to the whole New Year's resolution, which is we do need to set goals. We do need to tell ourselves we can. And then we have to be persistent. You always talk about telling yourself over and over and over again. Well, I like it now. Right. I like it now. Yeah, yeah you need I it. I do right? because you, yeah. I, I see results all the time and I my life has changed so much for the better. You know, I really want people to understand is don't always go after it because of the physicality and the weight loss. I mean, this these always come to the forefront of any conversations with mm-hmm. fitness or change. You know, weight loss is a benefit. It's something that happens, you know, through, you know, lifestyle change and exercising. But there's a whole bunch of other things that happen. Uh, and people talk about endorphins all the time, but your happy chemicals rise, your serotonins, it rises. Exercise helps that to, to just lift you up. Your anxiety diminishes. Your low-grade de- depression diminishes. You you want to eat better. Your body prompts you, and if you really listen to it, it doesn't want french fries. It wants, like, a big damn bowl of, you know, vegetable stew or, or a nice chicken dinner or... Um, it, it your body will prompt you, but there's there's so many things you you want to do more things and you start you put that pair of pants on one day you've been doing something for three weeks diligently and you're like oh my gosh, this actually fits a little bit differently, but I can't I think if if that's your goal, it's it's not always the best way to approach fitness and lifestyle change I think. It has to be just about how you feel because how you feel will temper everything else and change all the other choices that you make in your life. Um, I'm always so baffled by this. You know, people have a really good day or they have something great that happens to them or if they have something terrible that happens to them, the reward when they get home is that the go-to is a glass of wine or the go-to is a drink or a martini or something. And I've often wondered, my God, that's your reward to to do something detrimental to your health because it's basically poison. And I know I'm sounding like the alcohol Nazi, but... That way of thinking has always baffled me with how society rewards themselves. Oh, I did this really great, so I'm going to go and have a fast food meal. Like our rewards are so weird to me, how, how people reward themselves for doing, for having either a crappy day or a good day. The rewards are both, it's the same damn thing. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm, that's very interesting. I, I'm listening to you thinking, okay, well... Why? Do, I, I think there's part of us is that, you know, life is short and I don't think you have to stop enjoying the things you enjoy simply because you're taking better care of yourself. No. Because I, I actually really enjoy a glass of wine. No, and that's And so to that's me, great. It's, but it's not, I don't use it as a reward for working out. I, I look at it as I enjoy a glass of wine. I know it's high in sugar content and I know it's got kind of zero, you know, food value, but I enjoy it. So then I think, well, if I have worked out, I don't feel as bad about having a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. It's not a reward. It's simply I can now have a glass of wine with feeling a little less guilty about the fact that I'm consuming something that I know isn't as good for me. But I, I so I, I, I 
don't think about it as a reward. I think about it more as a, I give myself permission, mm-hmm. you know, like to go ahead and, and have that glass of wine once in a while. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, everyone's different. Every Everyone is different. And, and I remember, you know, when I was, I, I'd gained quite a bit of weight. And, you know, in the public eye, that's not a good thing. And I, I'm, you know, I, I think that I'm sure people were saying things about it. And I actually found myself the other day. I never heard anything. I've never heard any. And I hear everything. People talk to me about you all the time. I personally have never heard one, one thing about you and weight ever in yeah. my in my whole life. Well, that's that's then people just yeah that's that's kind because I think I, well, I'm not it's a, not, so I, kind. I would t- not even so much kind. I think the difference is is that I when I when I. You still have to be public. You don't get to say, "Well, I've gained weight, and I, I've, now I'm going to stay home." You, you still got to put the dress gotta, on and go to the event. Go to the event and do the things. And so I think you you realize when you look back at pictures, you go, "Wow, I really needed to lose weight." But I, I saying that I think if you, I don't want in any way to body shame anybody because you know, like I have, I don't have a body that I, if no matter how hard I work out, I will never have. I'll never be six feet tall. I'll never be, you know, super um, athletic frame because that's not the frame I have. I will never be that person. I'm always going to be probably a little bit on the, you know, the. Uh, my, in fact, my ex, my my ex husband's father. I, I love this guy. He was just... Which ex-husband? Can I just oh, ask? okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one or the Fair second enough. one? That was the... It was the... <laughs> no, I just, I'm just... Yeah, okay. Well, twice. Twice. Two marriages. That's all right. Um, at any rate, he, uh, he, uh, he said to me once, we were talking about, you know, like staying in shape, and this was years ago. I would have been in my 30s. And he said, uh, well... Actually, it wasn't my ex-husband. It was my. It was a boyfriend's dad. Sorry. Okay. And, um, so he said to me that I had a body that was I was built like a Mack truck. What? And I, yeah. <laughs> and he meant what does that it. Mean? No, he meant it in a kind way. He meant that, that I. That is not kind. No, no. He meant because to him a Mack truck sturdy. was the best. Yeah, like sturdy, like good, good stock. I, and I, I, I don't. Oh I, my but Jesus! I, I stuck with me because I thought, should I be insulted? Yes. Thought, no, because he was elderly, and he actually had a lot. Of, he thought a Mack truck was the best truck you could possibly buy. <laughs> so he was trying to be. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he was just basically saying that I was built sturdy. <laughs> I don't even want to. No, I'm just depressed. No, I. But do my point you, is, I don't want to body do shame you anybody. Love I think yourself. Do you love yourself? I'm going to ask you that point blank. Do I love myself? Yes, yes I do. Can love you myself. stand in front of a mirror with no clothes on and be like, "I'm good. I'm okay. I love what I see." This body no, not yet. has carried not children. Yet. This not body has gotten me through I'm life. I'm not there yet. I, I'm okay. not. And I and so when I say I love myself, I'm starting. I'm learning to love myself more. I'm learning to appreciate and understand who I am more. I'm but, learning to. I love. I, I'm starting to love my sense of. Um, my sense of my sense of being has changed dramatically in the last year. So I love that about myself, but I don't like looking at myself still. I still don't think I'm, you know, I still don't find the attractive in me the way that I, I, I know, but I, you're asked, I'm being honest. Like, I don't want to say that because I want you to say something back. That's the thing that uh, no, I don't no, want no, that. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to say one nice thing. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you creep. No. <laughs> No, don't say anything nice, but no, I, I, cause it's, I don't, when I say that, I always feel like people, oh, I gotta say she feels. Do you like love yourself sometimes? Of course I love myself. And I, I love myself more than sometimes. You can ask me anything you want. I'm not, I'm not saying, 
you know, it's not always about me asking you stuff. I, you can ask me anything I want, but I, I'm just poising the question to you, like... Do you love yourself? You want to ask me something? I'll answer you. Yeah, and and, and I'm trying to answer it in a way that doesn't sound, I do love myself. I could love myself more. But you're hard on yourself. I could love myself more. So there are degrees of love. There is where you absolutely absolve yourself of any feeling of of not adequate enough, not good enough, not whatever. And I think that's a very difficult place to be because that there is no such thing but as perfection. But you have to get through life. I mean, uh, you, you have to get through the second half of your life... And and just let go of the stuff because do do we ever get to a point? How are you going to get yourself to a point in your physicality to be able to stand in front of a mirror and go, I look great? Because you do but, look but, great. But, but, thanks, You're healthy. But, you don't have goddamn cancer or no. a brain tumor or ALS or the litany of things that we are seeing our friends get now, Arlene, because we are, are at a certain age. True. But, but, Jan, I think there's a difference between, okay, I'm going to push a little bit on that. I think there's a difference between saying, if I really loved myself, if I was everything you just said, I wouldn't dye my hair. I wouldn't care about Not true. makeup. I disagree. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I think that this is true. I think if I loved myself, I would accept exactly who I, I am. I want to look the best that I can. I but love why, myself why? without makeup and I love myself with makeup. But I I like to get out there and present myself in a way that's that gives me the most confidence. But I don't... I love my face without makeup. I can go and look at a mirror. I can actually stand in front of a mirror and go... I mean, and I have stretch marks and scar and, and skin. And once again, we'll get back to my... I had Sharpie drawn all over my stomach last year <laughs> at this time. Um, you know, there's things... But I actually look at myself with such kindness now and compassion. I've talked about this woman before. Her name is Taryn Brumfit. She has a whole movement. She's out of Australia. It's called Embrace. There's a movie called Embrace. I really encourage people to go online, look up Embrace, and watch this movie. This is a woman that did professional weightlifting. She'd had children. She got her body into a place that you and I, Arlene, would look at and go, holy cow. Six-pack, thigh muscles that are jutting out. Like, the, 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 the whole pubic area is just like this taut muscle that just goes down her hips. I mean, she's just, everything is just muscular. And I mean, Sorry. I'm looking at it going, yeah, I'd, I'd roll my shorts down too. And I'd leave my jean snaps open. But then she, she couldn't, she just was on so unhappy to be there. And she couldn't maintain it without working out like how many hours a day. Now she's got back to like, what didn't I like about myself before? And she's now, she looks like you and me. She looks like you and me. She's she works out. She does all these things, and her whole outlook is amazing on how it's all to do with our brains and how we think. For sure, and not it is. so much. Yeah, but but I think we're saying all right. Let, so okay, I think I've answered the question. I think we're talking about like New Year's resolutions and going into New Year's and liking yourself more and and doing things for yourself because they are long-term goals versus I'm going to do something right now to, you know, be better for the next two months and then fall off the wagon and, you know, because you didn't really want to do it or you got sidetracked or or because it became too hard or because your life got difficult and things got in the way. And it's all not of easy. Good excuses. Yeah. But I... I I can tell you that not only do I love myself more, 
I love other people more than I ever used to, and I used to I used to be I used to be more judgmental than I would like to consider myself to be. I used to I used to not understand why people couldn't do things. I used to well, why can't they just get up off their butt and and get you know like if you're overweight, get going, or if you have this, get going, and it's 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 your issue. And now I think. In some respects, God has punished me enough to realize that. Oh my word! That no, well, I don't mean that. That that's I, I, okay. that's a saying. That's a saying. That's not a. I don't mean okay. that literally. Um, I, I, what I'm saying is, when I gained weight, I it it's almost like you know you look at people and you judge them, and then something like very similar happens to you, and you got to go. Oh wait a minute. I am now that person I judged. And that is the that's a very interesting feeling to be in the place where, you know, like you're you're starting to realize that the things you are experiencing are the very same things you were judging somebody else for. And I like that I have gotten past that. I don't judge people that way anymore. I don't look at them and go get up off the couch, you know, and do something or stop eating that or who do you, you know, why are you doing that? I I think I've worked really hard on that. And that is very, that's so commendable. I, I don't, think, I'm not perfect. No, God, and, and none of us ever will be on this journey. There's not, I don't think the Dalai Lama's perfect. You know, I don't yes, think. he is. And no. Yes, I, he is. I don't think anybody's perfect. The Dalai Lama's pretty oh, perfect. Da- if you're listening, and I know the Dalai Lama is one of our subscribers, because I can find stuff out from Jesus anytime <laughs> I want. Is the Dalai Lama, does he, does he want to sponsor our show? Uh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. No, he probably doesn't. Um, Does God listen to us? God listens to all of us, Arlene. Do you believe in God? I don't I don't believe in a guy sitting in a marble throne uh, being petulant and passing judgment on things and and I so no in that in that context I don't and I've talked about this before I believe in science I believe in theology in equal measure and I think we're both marching up the same side of or different sides of the mountain. But I believe in... That in was a, a bad answer. Do you, I believe, believe, in do you grace? believe in God? I do not believe in... I'm going to say yes, because I believe in everything. So in all fairness to me, I believe in an omnipotent grace. I believe in intelligence in the universe. And I think God is the name. I mean, uh, we're living on earth and, and everyone talks about one God, one God, but they're all talking about a different person according to them, whether it's Muhammad or Jesus or Buddha. I think they're all the same guy. But he had to appear, or woman. or woman, all the same being. It makes sense to me in a, in a oh, I can't even believe this topic we just switched to. Listen, if you're in Peru, are you not going to look Peruvian to, to have your message more acceptable and more, more uh, plausible to, to a group of people? Are you not going to look, if you're in the Middle East, are you not going to look like a Middle Eastern man? If you're, if you're in, in China, are you not going to appear to them as, you know, someone who looks you know, like you are. So to me, the idea of God, yeah, everyone, every culture has their God figures that all looks like they are. Well, I, I think there's a cleverness about that. Yeah, it's one one being that changed how they appeared to people to teach. So yeah, I believe in that. I, th- I believe in science fiction. I believe in I, I believe in all that, I, and I'm sure you do. I mean, I was raised in a Mormon family, too, so I was given the dogma and the fear and the terror of religion that, you know, no sex before marriage, you're going to go to hell, you're not going to inherit anything, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to be reunited with your family in heaven. It was all fear-based crap, so I, I don't believe in that. I think religion kills people. I think religion causes wars. I think it caused so much discontent. I mean, the, the things that have been done in the name of God, you know, 
is is horrendous and it's still happening to this day. So it's hard to believe in something like that, Arlene. How do you really feel? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? That, I'm sorry. No, we're we're kind of laughing because <laughs> we went on we went on this both went on a tangent there, which is actually really good. It's you know, Jan and I are both very. Um, we get very. I, I, what I love about listening to you, Jan, when you go into that, you know, I was watching you, and we don't often get to be in the same room having our our uh, chat. So it's 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 actually one, wonderful to see you as you think, because you 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 almost get lost in kind of your your view, and it, and you can tell that you're getting. When I'm losing the point, is that when no, the, when I have no, that glazed look you in my eyes? You were very passionate about it. You said, "Ask me anything." So I went ahead and asked you about God, and that was probably a bad first no. question to ask. <laughs> Holy smokes, did I ever hear about that? No, it's true. But, I, I'm so conflicted about it. I know. And I think that's what I think. But, I love but as that. far as I, I would not I would not be here if I did not feel observed, if I did not feel loved and nurtured and and a piece of it all. I'm a piece of it all. I, I do feel divinity. I do believe in angels. I believe in the power of prayer. I I wholeheartedly believe in that. I believe in asking for help. I think I've told you the story before, and it, it's a great story. And if I'm repeating myself, forgive me, but it's a great one. My my grandmother told me the story about uh, uh, a, a man that was went to heaven, and they're like, follow me. And he's like, wow, where am I? He says, well, you're in heaven, but come down here. And, and he opened this door. The angel opened this door into this huge warehouse for this guy. And it was all these beautiful boxes wrapped up in bows and ribbons and glittering, and they were bejeweled, and it was like bright. And and the guy said to the angel, what is this room? And he says, these are all the things you didn't ask for. So the whole idea of asking for help appeals to me. And, and there has to be somebody out there that hears us. As you were telling your story about the grand, the story your grandmother told you, it, it made me, it always, it always interests me how we spark I, things in each other like you were as you're talking you you trigger things for me and so you triggered for me the 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 a memory that when my father passed away um, I was on in a place in my life where I really wasn't thinking too much about life after death or you know what happens and I'd probably moved into more of a you know like, like a view like you're talking about which is I believe there's something out there I'm not sure what it is but I do believe that there's a life after death and I do believe there's more to our energy and our spirits than just just exists on this earth. But that's probably as deep as I would have gotten at that point in my life. And when my father passed away, I I remember about, oh gosh, uh, maybe about a month or so after he passed away. And I think this probably happens more often than we know. But I had the most vivid dream. I mean, honestly, a dream that I, it's as real to me today as if it happened in the conversation we're having right now. My dad visited me and my dad came down and had this long conversation with me. And I can remember every aspect of that conversation. He talked about the fact that there was an afterlife and that I should be super happy for him and that he was, his body was whole. He had had cancer when he died and that he was, um, he was, you know, enjoying this, everything that he had hoped it would be it was oh, wow. and then he talked to me about my life he talked to me about uh, my, my my husband at the time he talked to me about my children he talked to me about you know some real estate things I was working on he just he talked about every just like we were normally having a conversation and he gave me advice on every aspect of my life he told me what I should do how I should f- think about things because my father was a teacher so he was very um 
Instructive. Yeah, instructive. And I'll never forget that. And I believe as a result of that. And I think that is the beauty of faith and the beauty of keeping yourself open to the idea. What what point would there be for 8 billion of us to be sitting on this tiny little speck in in zooming around in a universe in a galaxy of trillions of galaxies like right i i don't see any point in just this life we're, you know we're if we're lucky we live 70 or 80 years right i but hope that, it's more than that I, well me too i mean we might we might well live to be 105 who knows medical science yeah, is changing true. all the time but I absolutely believe we carry on that we change forms and I'm glad that your dad was able to yeah come, come back to you and and breathe into you a belief and yeah, and to a breathe sense into of the you hereafter, and, and hopefulness. Right? yeah a sense of that that to me that that's that's god that's that's messaging you didn't have an angel come down and tell you to move a rock you know, but you you had your dad come. No, Someone there, that there, you there were no there were no slabs of stone with commandments written. No, on. That's I, what, I did not get but that. I, mean, <laughs> I did not get maybe the eleventh commandment. But but what you're saying is is exactly right. And there is it, it's there if we. It was someone you but, understood you know, and knew. But when if we think about the new year again and think about whether we believe in what we believe in, I guess I have a real, I have this fear about what's going on in the world and how we're treating humans because you just said of course there has to be more and of course there's got to be you know what otherwise what for what good for what purpose i mean why are we why do we have the intellect we have if there's nothing to think about you know why are we not just roaming around you know with like the neanderthal man was you know like why why did we evolve well we evolved for a reason i believe um and uh, don't mean to make this 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 uh chat religious in any aspect because i don't feel it's religious i feel it's about asking ourselves about purpose and I, I worry about how we're treating each other, like the refugees and the the people around the world. So if I have a New Year's resolution, if I had to, if I had to pick one, and I and I, I hate to think of it as a resolution, but if I had to pick one, I wish we would just be nicer to each other and realize that we're all just humans. Like I, it, it breaks my heart to see Syrian children and to to see these refugees, and and then I don't do anything about it except have my heart broken, and then I think about it or and send I talk money. About it. You know, I mean, yeah, but I, that's I've not sent enough. money to so many organizations, but I always feel bad that I'm not giving of my time. Listen, Arlene, as long as human beings are going to argue about whose God is right. We are in dire yes. straits. So when you talk about the dogma of religion, and religion is normally, all that ideology is handed down. You had an epiphany with your father coming to you in that dream. You were able to detach any of your old, the Mormon stuff, or however you were raised, and you actually found faith from a message that came from something that you understood. It wasn't based on a Bible. It wasn't based on the Quran. It wasn't based on anything. It was based on your heart. Yeah, your that decision that you made. So here's a a planet that we're most of the fighting in the world. And I think people would be hard pressed to disagree with me is about whose God is right. When you talk about Muslim and Christian, when you talk about, you know, the the Palestinians and and uh, the Jewish people, the whole thing that's gone on in the Middle East for 10,000 years. The same arguments. I don't even know if anyone really understands 
the the central part of what the disagreement is. You just have people yelling at each other across an aisle saying, no, we're right, you're right, we're right. So until people are going to lay down that staff of righteousness, you know, and, and do, do you want to be right or, or, or do you want to be peace? Do you want to have peace or yeah. do you want to be right? Or privilege, because I think that so many people come from, well, this is my country. This is my land. This is this belongs to me. And I'm thinking like, listen, buddy, you just were part of the lucky sperm club that you got to <laughs> come to this country because you could have been born. I'm in the lucky sperm club. You could club. have been in the lucky sperm club. You could have been born in Syria. You could have been born it's in. It's such a geographical uh, it, it, wonder. It, it's right. Like the world is a big place and we all get kind of thrown into where we get and that that's that's not because we're special that's because we're damn lucky yes and so i feel like um as we think about the new year and the world is you, we talked about this before whether we th- you said you think the world's getting better and i said i think the world is not because we're not learning um and i remember that conversation we had because mm-hmm. you were so adamant that the world is improved i still am i, know. I still am adamant that's your about optimism it. It, and i'm a i'm more of a pragmatic optimist i'm still very optimistic but like i think i think there's some things we could do a lot better like this whole kind of protection and nationalism that's taking over everybody like so in the new year could we not just realize that the world is one 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 place. I mean, I know that's but it how starts I sound with like Pollyanna. No, no, you don't. It starts with you. So you've already made that change because you are open to being more kind and more loving and more understanding and more tolerant. That's where it starts, Arlene. And I think we it's overwhelming to try and think about changing the world. It just is. We all lay in bed. And because we don't know how to change the world, we end up doing nothing. But it does start with just your ideology mm-hmm. and how you treat people. You know, and I'll I'll just get back to the whole thing with your social media page again. It is just a positive, it's positive messaging. You are impactful. I always take such heart in the, the thing I've chosen to do with my life, and I've done it my whole life, is music. I've done, I've spent my entire life's work from the time I was 10 years old has been music. And whenever I'm down and whenever I feel like I, I, what else, what can I do? How can I change the world? I'm proud of... Being in the arts, I'm proud of being a creative mm-hmm. person and getting out there and standing in front of people night after night. I'm away from my family. I'm away from my home, away from my comforts. I'm out I'm out on a damn bus or a hotel or something, but I'm doing something that I feel is important. I watch people come in and sit in front of me for two hours and they leave different. That's, yeah, that's very cool that's that That's how I can change. Yeah. It is. I'm grateful. I've done it my whole life and I will probably do it until I sigh my last human puff of air does your voice uh, this is a set, <laughs> deep subject but i does your voice did your voice change with age very like, much so yeah yeah is, it's like is, old wood i'm like an old antique table arlene no but does it change like in like in the like, timber the timber changes? very much so and so what does that mean like for your career like how does that work i've always wondered about I, that i don't i mean i might get lucky i mean you look at a guy like tony bennett who's you know in his early 90s singing you know beautiful jazz songs uh someone like stevie nicks who's clearly lost you know 10 notes off the top but she goes out there and she does great work i think in a lot of her material she sounds better listen to a Joni Mitchell both sides now from 40 years ago and a version she did you know 10 years ago you you would be dazzled I don't know which one I prefer most do I prefer mm-hmm. the the 20 year old Joni Mitchell with this high shrill ah! you know that thing or the woman who smoked three packs of cigarettes a day they're both so different and they're both so compelling That's so cool my voice is definitely going to change but I mean I I 
But that's I think that you make your living and your voice and your voice changes. So, you know, might be a construction worker makes his living with his. You know、oh, his 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 physicality and we're, that changes, or an athlete athlete has a moment in time where they get to be the best that they can be, and then their bodies change. We all we people all, know when they're not being their best, Arlene. Exactly. People know when they're running around kicking dogs. So isn't you know, that about reinventing or, yourself? Then if that sure it is, and it's never you can do you it say every about day. Kicking dogs? Like, no, but you, people know when they can be better versions of themselves. Oh, if、okay. you are spending your days being cruel to animals, beating up you know a poor homeless person. Stealing from people, intruding into people's homes, you know, beating people up, domestic—you know when you're not being the best version of yourself. And to me, that's just—it's inexcusable. But it is passed down. It, you know, usually when people are mean, it's been passed down to them, and they want to pass it on. So how do you break that chain? You、oh. you break it with kindness. You, and education. You break it with and with and education. education. And education. A lot of people just you know, like you, we we're assuming that everybody knows right and wrong, and not everybody's been taught right and wrong. Not everybody, you know, like there's there's an inherent side of it. But hate I, is taught. Ha- yes, hate is taught. I, I hate is、that. taught. Hate is taught.、Um, Jan. Yeah. Whenever you say my name like that, I know where we have to go. We're leaving. Yeah, it's time to it's time to leave. I I, I can't wait for 2019 to have more conversations with you. I'm that's what I'm excited about for this year. I'm excited about this、uh, the chance to you make me think, you make me feel differently, you make me question myself and and be proud of myself and wish I could do more. All of those things. I'm so that's a that's the best New Year's gift of all. Hey. I don't make me upset. <laughs> I mean it. I love you and happy New Year. And here we go. We're onward and upward. The best is yet to come, Arlene. We're both crying. Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Subscribe and download the Business of Life wherever you listen to podcasts.